We're here. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. If you're going to bring back the Las Vegas franchise, it has to be outlaws. They had one of the sweetest looking logos on the helmet. Cause I'm ready to go. Mother of God. Especially when you have a shirtless Rodney Dangerfield. God bless Rodney Dangerfield. Rest in peace. But put on a shirt, man. Don't know what you want to see that. You put that on right now. You'll be headline news on Fox News. One cell. Is this on? One. Is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two. Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. What's up, guys? This is the Wrestling Movie Guy here with J-Dash. We are back at an XXF Podcast Productions. Almost screwed it up right there. Just bring it wrestling talk. Now I'm back on track. We are here to talk about what's been going on with WWE and their new TV contracts, what happened on SmackDown, and of course, we're going to discuss Raw as well. And uh, if you caught us on Monday, you know some of our feelings already because we streamed our live reactions like we are now doing every Monday night. Check out the Wrestling Movie Guy channel, and every Monday night, right at 8 o'clock, we will be streaming our live reactions to what's going on. So if you want to join us, come on by. Send us your comments, let us know what you think. But first, J-Dash, what are you thinking about these uh, new TV deals that just got done with WWE? Uh, Comcast, which owns uh, Channel USA, and Fox. What do you think about all this? First off, I want to uh, give Matt props to Fox. Uh, Fox uh, is hitting a freaking home run right now with the World Cup. They they hit a home run with the U.S. Open a couple weeks ago. Fox is slowly taking away a lot of big popular sports from the major sports companies that we had in the United States. Most importantly, ESPN and Disney, which Disney owns god-awful every channel almost, it seems like. Uh, Fox is trying to find something where they can be even keel with ESPN. And to get into the realm of WWE, you're getting to the realm where you're going to get a steady audience each night. Between SmackDown and um, thank you, think NXT, and you're gonna get an average of a what maybe a 1.5, 2.5, depending on what the metrics are, and you're gonna get that steady flow of people on that certain night, Tuesday nights of course, and Wednesday nights, and you're gonna impress thousands of thousands of WWE fans who have watched the, the product on USA and just have a different vibe to it with Fox. Um, first off, Fox is over the last ten years has evolved into prob- probably the second biggest sporting uh, network in the nation. Um, they've been doing their best to compete with ESPN and a lot of ESPN analysts or superstars or the big timers that get canned from ESPN. They go to Fox and still have a very successful career, and some of them are still on right now. Hint: you. Fox has the same show like ESPN's first take. So, uh, yes, Comcast, of course, is a major company. They own USA. But we know very well that Comcast and USA 
USA has always been a raw brand. And having SmackDown really doesn't fit their till. But getting on Fox, you get a you breach out to more of a controlled audience, in my opinion. And you get a company that's experienced on promoting and developing and broadcasting uh, sports, unlike USA, which gets maybe college basketball during the tournament, and that's about it besides the WWE. I think it's a home run by the WWE, and you gave us stats uh, in the pre-show that the WWE is expecting some massive paydays within the first two years of the contract. Yeah, they're already seeing it right now. Uh, WWE shares in the stock market went up 15% after the announcement was made with the actual signed contract. And WWE is anticipating revenue from these agreements uh, to go from $311 million in 2019 to $462 million by 2021, and that's only a few years into that five-year contract. If they keep riding that hot hand and that sweet, sweet wave of money, uh, they could be definitely making half a billion dollars a year. That is insane. That's probably more money than they ever made even back in the Attitude Era. This is a huge, huge historic moment for WWE. It's kind of hard to, to soak it in. It's like, wow, we're actually going to see it on on t- like Tuesday night uh, Fox television. You know, 10 years ago, who thought they would have ever seen that? <laughs> this is well, a big day for Vince. And he's also spending a lot of money on the XFL. So mm-hmm. Vince is going all in on both sides. Well, yeah, of course, Vince is uh, the master of all promoters. And the WWE slash WWF back in the day, they were on local TV networks, UPN at the time. Now it's what? The CW or whatever. The CW, whatever. But but UPN was never on that level of like Fox or CBS or NBC. No, UPN was never that level and it'll still never be that level because now they're the CW and they're still not nowhere near the major networks on local TV. But yeah, it's a huge step for the WWE because Fox knows that UFC was supposed to be this awesome new revolutionary uh, fighting thing that people will get excited about and will draw thousands thousands of people and fill out stadiums, which which they do. But the problem is that in the UFC, compared to the WWE, the UFC, you get you see your main superstar or the couple top of the guys once every couple months, where in, at least in the WWE, you see them every single week. Uh, I see it as Fox getting the WWE as a a chance to get revenue from what they lost in UCF. Because I think I think Fox is expecting a lot more from the UCF than they did when they signed on to that agreement. And WWE is going to help them that because they know that they're going to get 5 million, type of, 5 million type of people watching it on Tuesday or Wednesday nights because of that. And getting NXT off of WWE Network and onto Fox – Again, another huge home run. You get people to learn, not learn, yeah, learn the names of the new stars, get to know the new people, fall in love with them early, and when they get called up to SmackDown Raw, you already know those characters and already know their abilities. It's not like USC where you get Joe Smo facing Joe Smo, who are both 1-0. It's, it's pretty difficult to do 
that with UCF compared to WWE, where WWE <laughs> UFC. promote anything. You that, said UCF. No, UCF. Sorry, Central Florida fans out there, uh, <laughs> but UFC. Uh, WWE, in my opinion, yeah, as me and you are big wrestling fans, we know that WWE, people say, oh, it's fake and it's rigged. Yeah, it's faked and it's rigged, but it's, it's not been about that. And it's not about that because you look at WrestleMania and you're going to look at this year's Royal Rumble and I think some Survivor Series are all being played in not arenas but stadiums. Um, so the popular popularity of the WWE is still strong. And now because of the new era where everyone hates the PG area, it's translating to more generations because now it's becoming more of a I can let my kid watch this and he won't get, you know, offended. Plus, the WWE, unlike a lot of sports out there, is actually big on a lot of issues. Of course, you know, women's wrestling. So, um, yeah, you're going to get backlash from the true sports fans out there. But over time, the WWE is going to bring in a lot more money for Fox over the over UFC. So, and the most, it's a big group. And the most important thing before we move on from that is that uh, Fox played to uh, WWE's heart or Vince's heart. They told them exactly what uh, Vince wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And that was that here. USA didn't want to be known as the wrestling network. Yeah. But here's a question for you. Hmm. And a question for our fans if they do follow on this, follow us on the other podcast. Does this open the doorway to the XFL on Fox? Possibly. It'd be a good working relationship. And if it succeeds, then they'd uh, probably be down with it. Uh, Also, there is talk of NXT coming to Fox Sports 1. So that could be a pretty big deal. You get it off of NFL uh, NFL Network. (laughs) WWE Network. But you can still have it on WWE Network if if WWE wants to do it. Yeah, of course. All their shows are still on WWE Network. They're just two weeks behind. Mm Mm-hmm. That's because of the deal with Hulu. If they do it with uh, Fox Sports 1, they don't necessarily have to do it with any other digital provider. Uh, they can work it out where it's on Fox's, like uh, like Sling TV, you know, it'll just pop up as something free to watch. And uh, WWE will have it right away on the WWE Network. Cool. I'm sure that could work out for both sides. It should. But let's move on. We're going to start off uh, right now with Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. Uh, this was uh, a bit of a identical situation as last week. It felt like they were repeating themselves, but I have to say uh, Roman on the mic was very good. His mic skills were on point. Bobby Lashley seemed a little bit better, but still not threatening enough. Uh, I just don't think he can play threatening. It's just not in his character. He just can't seem to pull it off. Roman, on the other hand, uh, was spitting some fire. I really like where this has been going. Uh, then all of a sudden, the Revival come out, and they interrupt them, and lo and behold, we have a rematch from last week. But something funny happened at the end. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley didn't win. The Revival did. They actually got the rub. They got the shine. They got the win. So this is good for them because it gets them back in the conversation uh, later down the road for the tag team championships. And I like, I love Roman. I like Lashley, but I got to say that if they were going to lose, at least this loss served a purpose. And I'm happy for the revival. Uh, How you been feeling about this opening to Monday Night Raw? Uh, 
Roman is being Roman. And people hate Roman because he is Roman. People don't know what to do with Bobby Lashley at this moment. Because Bobby Lashley is still that neighborhood kid that wants to take Johnny out to go play basketball. But to start Raw this week, you still had that multi-member match that was supposed to happen at Extreme Rules. And that's what this rivalry, this Bob match with the Revival kind of was based on. And we, well, as we progress into the later in the show, you find out that that storyline and that match is depleted. There's no longer, and there's already beneficial information about that match being eliminated. It was deleted. Yeah, Matt Hardy Vince. got to it first. Yeah, apparently um, it was Vince's call. So uh, he's the one that put the kibosh on it. Well, because he doesn't have enough superstars to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the match itself, I still don't get what they're doing with the revival. How are you gonna make them lose last week to win this week? Still a little questioning, but Revival is a they're they're a good tag team. Uh, these guys were badass in NXT. And I still for some odd reason, yes, Bobby Lashley's like, I'm gonna go after Brock's Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah, you gotta forget about something, um, Bobby. Braun Strowman does have the actual money in the bank, so he kind of has the first go at Lesnar. But right now, yeah, the match was entertaining. Dash needs to learn how to take hits. He's that's I saw two bumps on Monday night again. Um, but he, besides from that... Yeah, he landed a little funny on his head. Yeah. Besides from that, stop taking uh, Lashley's little headband off. He doesn't like it when you take his uh, headband off. He gets a little angry. Um there's sweat right, in my eye. Yeah, but right now, I feel like this was a forced-on intervention. Intervention. That's that's a TV show for another day. Bobby, uh, we've all come to have an intervention with you. You need to start being threatening. I can threaten anybody out whenever I want. Well, we need you to do it. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Lashley is Peter Griffin. <laughs> I think Peter Griffin's more threatening. <laughs> but still, the characters right now is like very similar. Like, Dad, I'm going to take over. Ow, ow. Um, but anyway, uh, ah, yeah. Ah. Since uh, the Sami Zayn getting hurt, I think really put a wrench into a lot of things that the WWE or Vince McMahon wanted to do at, at this point. <laughs> the whole storyline did, I think. Uh, it just literally you had three wrestlers that you had Jinder Mahal that's doing you know God knows what now and all of a sudden Sami Zayn gets double shoulder surgery and all of a sudden you have three superstars that are just just hanging Lost. around don't know what you're doing and then it's like oh Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns because they're both strong and they're both you know big guys that can wrestle um, the last two weeks have been god awful events uh no storyline, low forced, and now I don't know. I really, hopefully, they learn or what they need to do with Bobby Lashley. Maybe make him. You can't have him as a heel because he never put. Well, there's too many heels on Raw though. But he sucks as a face, so it's a difficult situation with Bobby Lashley right now. I really don't know what's crap. 
You could have deleted that whole damn segment now. Go back and relive that moment. Me, anyways. Yeah, it's, yeah I don't, it's useless because of how, the raw, how Raw ended. You're like, oh, so the first hour of the show was pretty much, hey, we don't give a crap about these guys. But it was a good win by Revival. Uh, they were like the, the scapegoat or the third man out. Um, but yeah, the Revival got a good win. And of course, uh, what it sounds like is that the Raw's tag team division is getting stronger. So. I still don't go get. I still don't get what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. Well, that brings us to the B team taking on the Deleters of Worlds and actually getting a win, kind of, sort of. Uh, I thought the <laughs> ending was a little confusing. It seems like nobody's been talking about it, but I thought that Curtis Axel went went down funny, and somehow he was given the win. It didn't even seem like he pinned him. I have to go back and watch it, but it. It just confused me. It looked like a move went badly, and the referee just kind of quickly tried to end the match. And then they had that moment where, uh, you know, Matt Hardy is applauding Curtis Axel. But I just thought it was very unusual. Uh, (laughs) It's good the B-team won. They needed it, I guess. But just the whole thing was confusing. (laughs) That was confusing. Uh, Matt Hardy sold the match right at the end. He clapped. He's like, "That's move at the end was wonderful," and I was like, "Oh god, this is going to be a nice little feud," um, because these guys are identical to each other. Plus, you just imagine, just two years ago, you had Axel and Bo Dallas were on the chopping block to be the next superstars being cut from the WWE. The Miz saved them, became the Mister Ross for about a year and a half. And now they got this little gimmick with people like uh, against Matt, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And it's a feud that is going to be very entertaining. And I, hopefully it's just not like a one pay-per-view hurrah thing. I want to see this you know, build up and have more gimmicks and have them all join in the big faction together, which will be a pretty ironic in my opinion. Pretty exciting to watch. It'd be kind of cool. Um but I don't see that happening because they don't fit the persona of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt at the moment. But it was very entertaining, and you could tell that Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy are really enjoying wrestling again. There was a time, even a year ago, that Bray Wyatt was like Rusev in SmackDown, did not look like he wanted to be there, was going through the motions, and now both superstars are having very successful uh, years in the WWE because they've had that change of character um, and now with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel you're looking at a bunch of guys just two years ago to a year and a half ago were on the chopping block and got the WWE and now we'll look at where they're at now um, you gotta get props to all of these guys and it's a good storyline it's very entertaining and it's something that I want to see last for a couple months because they can you know do different things but yeah I thought that was one of the most the best part in the role this past week. Yeah, it's been a lot of good stories of uh, career revivals lately. And uh, speaking of revivals, not the tag team, we just talked about them. <laughs> the authors of Pain have all of a sudden come out of witness protection mm-hmm. and uh, took on a couple of jobbers. They beat the hell out of them. Uh, Titus Worldwide came out to uh, try to help those guys. Earlier, b- before the match, uh, the Authors of Pain ran into Titus Worldwide and the glorious Dana Brooke. And um, they 
disrespected Titus Worldwide. You know, no surprise. But I didn't actually expect Titus Worldwide to come out from uh, from behind the curtains to try to help these uh, these two jobbers. They got their asses handed to them by AOP. Yeah, you know, it wasn't really much of anything. I don't think there's a whole lot to say here. I suppose that uh, Titus Worldwide is the next punching bag for AOP. Uh, now that they're making their return, mm-hmm. now that they have their work visas worked out, in case mm-hmm. you missed it, they had trouble with work visas. That's why they have been off TV. So we were wrong. They did not piss off Vince. It was a simple miscommunication with the government. So is that kind of it's kind of weird? Let's just just switch the subject a little bit. Hmm. Every time we see a group of wrestlers that are missing for a couple of weeks or have not been in the news. The first thing that we come up with is like they pissed off Vince. <laughs> hey, he's kind of a, he's you know he's kind of a dictator, but that's his company, so his his word a, is law baby. in WWE. But also uh, with the return of authors of pain, and I know this is you can kind of put this in the connection between the past. We just talked about the B team. Mm-hmm. I think that the WWE needed a tag team to push, but once the authors of pain had their work visas. Problem, uh, like a problem, they couldn't push anybody, and they pushed the B team. Yep, and the B team so- sold, and everyone loved the B team now. And it just feels like the authors of pain finally got into the WWE, and they got the push, and the visa thing happened, and all of a sudden they they we were making fun of it for a couple of weeks about their own milk cartons or you know their signs on on power poles where have you found me? We're lost. Uh, Yes, they came back and beat a nobody tag team. I don't even know who they were. Um, and it sounds like that they just just came back from the NXT. And it's just, it hurts them, like, in the status of the WWE right now. Because they should be where the B team is. And that work visa, whatever happened, which side, I don't know. Is it against our government or whatever? Um, that hurt them. And... Now that they're back, I would like to see what they do with them. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's just kind of ironic how we said they had a hard time. The first thing we think of is uh, Vince. They pissed off Vince. Maybe they just have, you know, legal problems that they can't control or WWE can't control. But anyways. I guess uh, Roman Reigns now knows how to beat Brock Lesnar. Take away his work visa. That's the number one way to defeat a wrestler now. Yeah, but Brock Lesnar is a citizen of the United States. Shh. It's in Minnesota. Whatever. We can keep it real quiet. It's Minnesota. (laughs) It's Minnesota. It's almost halfway to Russia. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to uh, Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. Uh, Hate to say it, not a whole lot to say here. Um, I was happy to see Natalia, you know, get a little bit of camera time. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James making fun of another uh, WWE superstar just kind of seems like the same thing we've been seeing for the past eight months. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it's kind of wearing a little bit thin. Uh, Natalia comes out to defend Ronda Rousey's honor since Ronda Rousey is going to be suspended for 30 days after Ronda Rousey assaulted uh, Alexa Bliss and Kurt Angle last week. It's so. about 16 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Natalia comes out, uh, winds up taking Alexa Bliss in a match, makes her tap out after Nia Jax decides to 
make an appearance to distract Alexa Bliss. So Natalia wins via submission, and yeah, it was an okay match. It was alright. Nothing really that special. It just huh. moved the story along. Don't I really don't have much to say about it. Uh, it was awesome. We were watching the when we were doing our live stream. I don't think we were we were discussing something else because your roommate was in the conversation at the time, mm. and I think we were talking to a couple of our listeners who were actually on the show, asking us questions about other WWE situations, and I think we were talking about NBA stuff. So I think that was during that match. But uh, I hate doing that, not answering questions and going off topic on the live stream, but. Interactions and we love interactions. We're not going to tell you to get off unless you spam the hell out of this page. Um, but yeah, I look at it this way uh, Ronda Rousey's gone for well, about 16 days now, and yeah, you're gonna see her probably at the pay per view, which is July 16th, I think, is Extreme Rules. So she'll be back for the Extreme Rules. Um, but yeah, N- Natalia come to save the day. Yeah, I've seen this before. Uh, okay, I thought I thought it was a time waster, but yeah, WWE is known to do that. It happens. I mean, when yeah. you have when you have a show going on as often as Raw or SmackDown, you're going to run into the same stuff again. It's not like I'm saying it was crap or anything. It's just that it it, it just was what it was. I yeah. don't have anything bad to say about about. I, oh, there's I been some a lot worse women's matches I've seen in my life in the Ooh. WWE. That's Ooh. far from a worse women's match. Well, that's an understatement. <laughs> but uh, Alexa Bliss, actually. No, sorry, not Alexa Bliss. Alicia Fox made her return. Uh, what Culture was talking about her the other day, wondering if she was ever even going to come back. Apparently, she got into a shouting match with uh, Ronda Rousey's husband uh, backstage. And that was supposed to be one of the reasons why we hadn't really seen her much lately. But she was back on TV, even if it was just a little cameo. So Bailey said, hey, what's up? How's it going? And uh, she finds out she's going to be wrestling Sasha Banks. Wrestling with Sasha Banks against the Riot Squad. No, they don't want to work with each other. But uh, they're going to have Ember Moon. So it's Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, and uh, Bailey taking on the Riot Squad. Uh, This match actually I thought was pretty good. This one definitely was, and the way that it ended was probably the best part because Bailey may have finally gone full heel. I'm not sure if she did, because WWE could could portray it as her just taking out her frustrations on Bailey, but not in an evil way, more like in a Sasha, you push me to this kind of way. But from my point of view, the way that I grew up watching wrestling. That was a heel turn, more or less. Like, when you're beating the hell out of somebody that used to be your Mm. friend, in that manner, that would usually mean that you turned heel. That was a little bit of the Mm. old Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels kind of treatment. I just wish we had that class, uh, that play class window, but uh, too bad we're not going to get that. But I liked it. Finally, it was getting somewhere. Oh, yeah, finally we got it. We've been waiting for it since... uh I don't know, since Mankind wrestled with the WWE 20 years ago off the hill and so. Um, but you you mentioned about, do we see this as a full Bailey heel turn? No, not necessarily. Uh, because we saw John Cena pump up the Undertaker match at WrestleMania, and we saw moments that he literally was uh, speaking like a heel. But he never went heel. Uh, 
But, of course, anybody who goes up to Undertaker, you're automatically the bad guy no matter what, even though if the Undertaker's considered a, a heel, even though he's technically not in the eyes of the fans. Um, it's something that the WWE needed to do and get it started and have it brew and have some type of clash at SummerSlam in a couple months. Um, but finally, we finally got the stop it. That hurt my feelings. Stop that. Stop this. Stop that. And they finally nah. fought. And yeah, uh, we finally got Sasha. We finally got Bailey doing what that needed to be done, what, about three months ago? It's been a while. So, yeah, we finally got it. So, yeah. Really can't. I really can't say any more about, about it. Just thank God we finally got it. And it hopefully it keeps going and builds. Yeah, but they if they're gonna have something at extreme rules, we can't have the Bailey that had a kendo stick and was too afraid to hurt somebody with it. No, don't give us that. Or that, the Bailey at uh, Elimination Chamber. Yep, that was just god awful. That was terrible. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Mojo Riley real quick. Um, that bit with uh, okay, paint a picture. Mojo Riley is refusing to have a match with No Way Jose. As most of us don't want to watch a No Way Jose match. Uh, no, Mojo Riley's promo was really good. Uh, the way that he was making fun of the people in the conga line, especially the guy in the cheeseburger suit. That was all good stuff. <laughs> uh, he, he manages to knock out uh, No Way Jose, and he just gets up on out of there. Uh, Mojo's got something. I don't know what it is, but I think he's got something right now. This more focused Mojo Riley, I like. No more of this happy, yeah, I'm here to bust heads and drink beers, man, yeah, no more of that. Like, he's actually just focused on kicking some ass. And the fact that he said that he was embarrassed to be there with uh, No Way Jose <laughs> says a lot. No way, Jose, no way, Jose. Go away, Jose. Go away, Jose, get traded, Jose, go to SmackDown, Jose. Get a or new is- gimmick. Or is he light enough to be on 205, Jose, 205, Jose? Let me see what what Google says about, oh, Mr. No Way Jose. Uh, Sorry that I'm mocking No No Way Jose again. I do apologize. But Mojo Rally, I think, is a character, in my opinion, that should have a – he's changed. He's become a different character than what we used to have. Because Mojo Rally used to be like No Way Jose. Um, he feels like a darker anti-hero or something now. Yeah, so he feels like he's gotten rejected to be in the Justice League, and he's really pissed. And he's turned himself into... Uh, oh, how about this? Benedict Arnold. Um, that's a uh, you know, history lesson for you people out there if you don't know your American history. Uh, well, he certainly yeah, isn't Lex Luthor. Uh, correct. Um for honestly, my honest opinion, I like this Mojo Rally. I couldn't stand Hype Brothers. Maybe because that's my hatred for Zack Ryder, but uh, that's, that, that's a different reason. I, I don't like. I like Zack Ryder, but I don't like the the image that people point at Zack Ryder. Woo woo woo! You know it. Um, I dig that stuff. Well, it, I, it, it's something that deals with a personal uh, issue that popped up during WrestleMania a couple of years that everyone started falling like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I've seen rumors about that, that that was a staged 
event uh, that you really don't want to, you know, start something like that. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the cancer that he had in his foot. And there's rumors and there's also, you know, other documentation that it was a Vince McMahon plant of a cancer story. Uh, but do yeah and you can, they can't confirm it or deny it so vince is like eh, okay whatever so um yeah then since they put zach ryder to do that and zach ryder went along with it i can't fully believe him i want to but i can't um but anyways i like this mojo Raleigh, he's by himself. You get in the dark side. He can, he's a dark, like a darker character. Mojo Raleigh, in my opinion, can become like a young D. Malenko or you know Perry Saturn type of character. You know, he's not going to get big time, but he can, you know, screw a lot of people in matches. Um, not being, you know, dirty people, but yeah, if you remember back in the Attitude Area, D. Malenko and uh, Perry Saturn and. Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, you know, that old-fashioned tag the group. Chris Ben the, who? Chris Ben, yeah. Uh, he don't speak his name um, because we know what happened, what he did. Uh, Benoit? Who the hell is that? But you look at Mojo Rally, you can compare them to those type of stars. They're, you know, secondary, third-day characters that can, you know, start a show like a kickoff show match, which I guarantee we're all get at extreme rules. Um, but yeah, I like what they're doing with uh, Mojo Riley's character, and it's you know building progress. Hopefully, in a few months we get what he could you know compete for, maybe a United States title um, shot or crap. He's on Raw, so it'd be an Intercontinental title. But you can't do that right now because the Intercontinental title is the biggest belt on WWE wrong and we've but, almost yeah. gotten up to that main event that they uh decided to make after they canceled the multi-man match uh this brings us over to uh what i like to call the kevin owens and braun Strowman fun hour they managed to lose a match against your boy baron corbin and finn balor after they get counted out oh wait sorry no no kevin owens and braun Strowman won corbin and finn balor were counted out that is what happened. And, man, poor Kevin Owens. I feel so bad for him. He's just trying to be Braun Strowman's friend, dude. Like, he's like, yeah, look, we won. And he was celebrating with him. But I knew as soon as he put his hands on Strowman, he marked himself for death. Or, at the very least, his car. Uh, this was really a whole lot of fun. Kevin Owens is just trying to be friends with him. Strowman still wants to kill him. He chases him around the building. Kevin Owens tries to leave, only to find the Braun Strowman flipped over his car. And Strowman doesn't even attack him. He just points at the car, laughs at Owens, and walks away with the briefcase in hand. Strowman is such an ass. <laughs> He's so mean to Kevin Owens. I know Kevin Owens is a bad guy, but I actually am sympathetic to him right now. I'm rooting for Kevin Owens in this. I hope that he's able to thaw the icy cold heart of Braun Strowman. Because I think that would make for one hell of a tag team. Uh, it'd be pretty interesting. It'd be like how Team, uh, spoiler alert, Team Hell No first started back a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I look at Kevin Owens and I look at his character and him being like the little brother to Braun Strowman is pretty entertaining. Um, we do know that 
Kevin Owens finally got to meet a childhood crush this weekend. Uh, if you watch Twitter, or uh, this week he uh, went to a Shania Twain concert and finally met her. No kidding. Apparently, apparently that was his childhood crush when he grew up. So, Aww. and people are and people are bound you know, like tacking him about, oh, you're not manly enough. And he confessed, like, yeah, uh, okay, I'm not manly enough. All right, well, I'm just a dude that you know had a crush on a a female superstar in the country music business. So yeah. Uh, it was nice having them win because uh, it was kind of a unique tag team. But please, can we do something with Mr. Smiley? Oh, Keisha, please. God, every time I see him, it pisses me off even more. I'm not mad at the guy himself, the character, Keisha, please. Mr. Smiley? I, Mr. Smiley. I'm no longer calling Finn Balor Mr. Smiley, even uh, though I just called him that. Well, that makes me think Norman Smiley from WCW. <laughs> so that kind of confused like, me. I was like, Norman, Norman Smiley was... Was on the show? Look, I didn't even see him. <laughs> look, honestly, look at the last 10 or 15 scenes or screenshots that we've seen Finn Balor in the past Raw, SmackDowns, and you know pay-per-views. He's always freaking smiling. But, <laughs> dude, that's getting kind of you know aggravating. It's not like aggravating like, oh, oh, I'm glad to be here. No, he's doing that smile like, yay, yay, I'm just happy to be here and... We're all friends. We're all going to get along. Stop guys, it. guys, come on now. No, no. Uh, Strowman, don't put him in the Boston crap now. That's not very nice. But one thing I do like is the evolution, the recarnation, and finally the WWE putting their chips in the table to build Baron Corbin's character. They're finally building him to be the next, you know, heel that will end up being like a corporate cane or, you know, a person in the corporation that get a title belt. It's working. Um, it's it's heading towards that direction. And Baron Corbin has been one of those superstars that battled their asses off the last couple of years. Uh, he, I thought he was mistreated in SmackDown. Or, well, the Money in the Bank fiasco from last year answered that question. But right now, I love the tag team between Braun and Kevin Owens. I love that little chemistry, the let's be friends, don't beat me up type of situation. It's like little brother, big brother. And you got Mr. Smiley over on the other side and uh, the constable. Um, so, yeah, interesting tag team action between the four. Um, but I really do think you can eliminate one of those four guys, and that one of those four guys is Mr. Smiley himself. Um, it's not because I hate him. It's because he just doesn't fit the narrative at the moment. Oh, it does fit the narrative for this show is to move on to the main event. Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins for the rematch. The new, a, 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 a new, blah, 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 blah. I can't even get my words out right now. Another shot at the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, what, Seth Rollins. What the hell is used, AAI? AAI? I have no idea. But I was going, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. my tongue just wasn't agreeing with me decided that didn't want to match the words that are coming out of my head <laughs> so uh, this was a really good match between seth and ziggler they always tear the house down they sell each other's moves beautifully ziggler has been on point uh he was getting a little bit of help from drew mcintyre until the referee happened to notice that and he ejected uh mcintyre the fight continued and from out of nowhere uh mcintyre returned 
and pretty much just ruined the whole match and ruined Seth Rollins' chance to take back the title. Since it ended in a disqualification, Rollins wins, but as you know, he doesn't get the title. He's just getting beaten down when, from out of nowhere, Roman Reigns comes out. I didn't actually think they were going to go in this direction because it seemed like Seth has been just doing things on his own. It hasn't been communicating or had any cutscenes with uh, Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns comes out to help him. Uh, I really like that. I'm, I'm liking where this is going. I wouldn't mind seeing Roman join up with uh, Seth Rollins again. And I think that the fact that they're doing that could mean that Dean Ambrose is coming back soon. Because I get the feeling that he's going to turn heel, but the basis of it will be that he will have felt that he was forgotten by his brothers. And now he's going to be going after them when he returns. But Ziggler holds on to the Intercontinental Championship, as he should. And he should have it for a while. Now it's up to Drew McIntyre to go and get himself some title or accolade of some kind. How are you feeling hmm. about all this? I like how you you set up a narrative about uh, Dean Ambrose coming back. I actually would like to see something like that. Um, but... You know how the Twitter world is crazy about the WWE, the WWE Universe. Um, and, you know, when earlier today, I just started scrolling through the uh, Twitterverse to see what people are talking about. And I caught this tweet uh, from uh, Olin. Uh, excuse me if I mess up your name. Uh, thank you for the follow. If that was you that just followed. Uh, Olin Johnson, he says, is there any belt in the WWE that means less than the Universal title? At Heel Ziggler is the real main event title holder at the moment. I completely agree with that statement. Like we what we said before earlier, with when Seth Rollins was the, the Intercontinental Champion, which is considered the most prestigious title in the WWE, as they've been you know, you know, making it to be. This match, Ziggler, and, Ro- and I almost said Roman Reigns, <laughs> Ziggler and Seth Rollins. It's just another couple of episodes like we saw with uh, Mr. Smiley and Seth Rollins himself uh, a couple months ago, which back then, Mr. Smiley was actually Finn Balor because he was actually doing something. Now he's just Mr. Smiley because he's Mr. Smiley. Hey, guys! Um, but if you look at the overall match itself, when Roman Reigns came out, I was like, oh, so what? Um, where is where is the neighbor code kid? Where is he at? Is he coming down too? Um, when Romans came out to help Seth Rollins, that just screwed up another storyline from the first half of the Raw. Um, so you had another 40 minutes of Raw that you didn't really need. But it, it was entertaining. It was exciting. It was, in my opinion, interesting. But how you mentioned about Dean Ambrose makes it more intriguing now. I never thought of that. Uh, but you got to give a got to get credit to Ziggler. And, oh, my God, my mind just went blank. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Sorry, Drew. Um, my bad. I You know, I'm getting to the age where you start losing uh, memory. Um, uh, right age of 32. Solidity. A great it's, way to meet new people every day. It starts at 32 and just progresses even more when you get older. Um, but, yeah, uh, Drew McIntyre, you could tell he could fit the bill. Ziggler, 
I've always liked Ziggler. I've always thought they've mistreated him. When they gave him the World WWE World Heavyweight Championship back in, I want to say 2011, when Big E first debuted, when Big E was his enforcer or slash bodyguard, I said, finally, they're treating Big E or Ziggler the way they need to treat him. And they never really you know, continued that. But now... You got Ziggler at the Intercontinental title, which you would have never seen him do in the SmackDown with the U.S. title. He can actually be the heel, the showstopper. Still one of the most epic uh, intros where he just walks out to nothing for like five minutes before the music hits. Um, it's genius. It's Yeah, I really I really enjoy it. Uh, man, I would love to see the feud between him and Seth Rollins continue. And with Roman Reigns coming out, the help of Mr. Uh, Seth Rollins. That just tells you that the six-man multi-member match at Extreme Rules has been officially canned, and it happened during the show. So, it was a good show. I liked Raw. But, how can I say this without pissing all fans out there? Uh, there's almost no way not to. Uh, I give the show a, a B-. minus. I think that's fair. Okay. If you got rid of Mr. Smiley, you get a B. I don't know why I have so much hatred for him right now. It's just hidden anger that just came out out of me. Cold-blooded. Yes. And with that, that's going to take us over to SmackDown. But we got some breaking news. J-Dash, you were informing me of an update on Brock Lesnar. What is going on with him? What isn't going on with him? Well, as everyone knows, Brock Lesnar is the current and longest reigning universal champion in WWE. <laughs> Invisible. There has been yeah, no show, nowhere. Nowhere. He's gone. I don't know where he's at. But most likely he's going to be in Vegas chilling. Like he always does. Brock, is that you? What the mm-hmm. hell are you doing over my trash cans? Get the but, hell back uh, to WWE. You got you got matches to have. <laughs> uh, but ringsidenews.com and I guarantee you Cage, um, Cage Skate Sports. What's the one you follow? Cage Sports. Uh, Cage Side Seats. Cage uh, Side Seats. What Culture. Wrestling View. Brian all Alvarez. The Dave Melser. Bill Actor. All the wrestling movie or wrestling movies. No, I'm not even, <laughs> so even crediting you, wrestling movie guy. All the wrestling sites are reporting pretty much similar things right now. Uh, Brock Lesnar uh, is now reportedly not going to be at SummerSlam. And there's also a report <sighs> that. He only has one match left on his contract, and because of that one match on his contract, you know he's going to lose the title. And there's been reports and rumors weeks ago, or that's been you know surrounding the subject matter that Brock, the reason why Brock Lesnar has not confirmed that he's going to be at SummerSlam or has gone to a match is that he does not want to lose his title to Roman Reigns. Apparently, those two individuals do not like each other. They do not respect each other. They do not get along. And Brock Lesnar does not want to give up the title to Roman Reigns. This may put a situation where Braun Strowman gets into the picture or Mr. Kid down the street, Bobby Lashley, gets into the picture. But for WWE fans to be worried about currently right now, 
we have a champion that's a no-show, and now there's reports coming out that the champion does not want to give up his title at SummerSlam or the next match he faces, um, and if that's opponent is Roman Reigns. Um, WWE, as you know, Vince has been documented as saying this, that he's trying to get Roman Reigns over, and he wants to do that over Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar is becoming D-Wall, it's becoming the fork at the road. It's he's becoming, becoming Bret Hart. It's becoming the Bret Hart, yeah. He's becoming everything that the WWE did not want to happen with Brock Lesnar. I think there's a lot. Of, there's a different vibe in the backstage from Brock Lesnar when he debuted, like, was it six years ago? When he came back to the WWE. Uh, but at this moment... What's happening in the news of the WWE, especially with Brock Lesnar, it's a no-go for SummerSlam. He has one match left on his contract, and he does not want to relinquish his title against Roman Reigns. Those are the three main points that have been really popping the last couple of days over Brock Lesnar in SummerSlam. And also, that it could be a very big blow for SummerSlam, as SummerSlam is the second biggest event in the WWE each year. So that's what is trending in the WWE right now with our Universal Champion. If this is actually true, uh, I'm like beyond done with Brock. When Vince tells oh, you to do done. something, you do it. And maybe that's why Brock dislikes Roman so much. Love him or hate him. Roman is told to do something. He does it like a soldier, like he's supposed to. It's his job. Vince is his yep. boss. If Vince says, go jump through this wall, you say how high and how hard. So that could have led to the animosity and of course the diva side of Brock Lesnar and uh, yeah I kind of feel bad saying that he turned into Bret Hart because Bret Hart was still doing a lot of shows a lot of house shows while he was champion so I will retract that a little bit but it it kind of feels like that situation again you know you could easily put you know a Montreal screwjob spin to this story and uh, yeah, if this is true, then I'm beyond done with Brock Lesnar. But as of right now, that's still just speculation. Of course. So, and you know, we're running low on time, so we got to move on to SmackDown. Miz TV opens up. Uh, Miz introduces the Bludgeon Brothers, congratulates them on helping him out. Uh, you know, he's done doing, doing everything that he can to kiss up to them. And, uh, you know, he's talking a lot of trash about Daniel Bryan. Naturally, that's what he's got to do. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Dan Brown comes out, talks a little bit with them, and challenges both of the Bludgeon Brothers. And he asks which one is them, which one of them is he going to fight first? Uh, that was about it. It, it was an it was an all right promo. Um, unfortunately, I saw the spoiler before I saw this promo because I was at work and I asked them to put the TV on uh, one of the TVs on for SmackDown. And, you know, they obliged, and I watched it, and so the the ending was spoiled for me, but uh, I guess, like, the spoiler's kind of helping me. I liked this promo because I knew what it was going to lead to, so I, I liked it. And it looks like this is going to be an interesting feud between Daniel Bryan and the Bludgeon Brothers. You may already know what the spoiler is, but I guess we'll save it, maybe? <laughs> yeah, we can, but I think we've already... Uh you know, made it known at the beginning of the show, kind of. Yeah, screw it. Team mm-hmm. Hell No is back together. Kane comes out at the end. So, therefore, 
everything about this works for me. The pieces all fit. Team Hell No is back, and it was it was a real good it was a real feel good moment. This will probably go down as one of the great moments in SmackDown history. I honestly think that when you take yeah. both yeah when you yeah. take the main event and this together. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, you gotta give. I've, I've, you know, I've said this multiple times now about SmackDown. Um, they know how to get to the point, tell their story, and call it a day, unlike another channel. Um, but this one with the Kevin, uh, almost said Kevin Hart. Why did Kevin Hart pop in my mind? Kevin Owens. Um, yeah. With Daniel Bryan, I'm, I'm, I'm hinting that Daniel Bryan and Miz feud in the future again, which you're, you're basically going to see it pretty soon on SmackDown. But the Bludgeon Brothers, in my opinion, have finally have finally become a reckoning in the SmackDown where you needed a little bit of enforcement to come in, which in this case is Kane. Um, yes, you got a demented tag team back together. They may not be the same team, hell no, like we've noticed them from crap. Five years ago, years. give or take, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a good it's a good storyline. It's a good like like welcome back story. And for SmackDown, it's a good thing because what else are you gonna start all SmackDown with at this time? Shinsuke. Nope. Shinsuke had an unfortunate accident. An attack yes. dog attacked, uh, you know, chopped on his groin. I don't know how the hell that happened, but uh, we wish him a speedy AJ recovery. <laughs> yeah, AJ Styles probably just like gave him one of AJ. Uh, sorry, Shinsuke Nakamura his underwear. Is like, yes, go bite this when you see him. Go get him. Go get him, boy. <laughs> It was unbelievable. I, I, of all of I all the places reply. to get bitten. What you just said, I, I that I can't reply to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying nope. to do an AJ Styles accent, but you know I, I can't. <laughs> it's, you went from the AJ Styles uh, um, accent to the Swamp Boys. That's completely different. Swamp Boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Voices are not my greatest, but I try. Oh, Lord, how I do try and sometimes absolutely fail. But, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura feel better. For, but, you know, it's okay, buddy, because every day is Rusev Day. And Rusev Day got the win against Xavier Woods in a very entertaining match. I, I don't know what to say other than this match was just fun. And Rusev had a great promo at the very end for AJ Styles. I really hope that he wins this. He's got to be the guy that takes him down. He's got to be the guy that can break the house that AJ Styles built. I mean, he's got a tank. Come on. Rusev needs to get this. I'm really excited for it. And that promo was fantastic. You think Rusev Day is upon us? You think he's going to win it? Or is it just a, uh, a pipe dream? Hmm. Do I have to answer this question now? Because, uh, as you know, I'm an AJ Styles fan. So am I. And I also like Rusev, and I like how his career has been rejuvenated. Uh, also, I want to say, uh, if you are a uh, 
longtime WWE supporter and a longtime WWE fan. Uh, imagine Rusev being a WWE title match one year ago and have a chance to winning a WWE title. It just tells you how his character has evolved, how he's now enjoying what he's doing. And if Rusev's the guy who beats AJ Styles, I will not be mad. I will not be pissed. But I will raise that flag for victory because it's going to be Rusev Day. Um, match was entertaining with Xavier Wood, of course. The New Day knows how to go. They know how to perform. They're a great team. Um, they can fight anybody and still, you know, have an entertaining match. Uh, but yeah, the Rusev Day. Uh, I would not be disappointed if he wins. Uh, if he beats AJ Styles, if that match is exactly how we've seen AJ Styles and Rusev fight in previous matches uh, with their chemistry, yeah, it's going to be an entertaining match. And for a guy like Rusev, who's been bat- fighting his ass off to get where he is right now over the last year, excuse me, um, yeah. He deserves it. And and AJ Styles, of course, is currently the face of the WWE because he's gonna be on the, the game. So I don't want I don't think they want to make him lose because he's on the game right now as the, the cover athlete. Um but of course, as you know, the WWE is, you know, notorious of saying, Oh yeah, you're our face, we're you're number one, then you lose the next night. Um so yeah. It's going to be interesting, but I love the push of Rusev. We've been preaching for him for the last couple of months about it, and we finally got it. And Couldn't be happier. Yeah, it, it makes SmackDown enjoyable, and it makes me want to watch SmackDown actually when it's on TV, except for watching it, the condensed version on Hulu. Yeah, I never watch it on Hulu. I don't understand why anybody would get Hulu, but that's just me. I guess they got some good shows on there, but there are other avenues to watching them. But anyway, uh, apparently the avenue to the United States Championship is simply answering an open challenge. So this week, Jeff Hardy decided to have an open challenge since Shinsuke Nakamura was unable to uh, meet him in the ring. What a, what, man, that just disappointed me that that didn't happen but what can you do uh sanity comes out that's what happens uh eric young is the member of the stable that comes out to face jeff hardy and it's a pretty good match and then from out of nowhere the usos come out to get some revenge on sanity for getting laid out last week uh during sanity's debut next thing you know the whole match is disqualified they restart it as a three-on-three tag team match and in the end, it's uh, no contest. <laughs> it's an absolute no contest. But uh, the bad guys get thrown out. Sanity is thrown out of the ring while the Usos and Jeff Hardy look uh, look badass in the ring. And they look like they look pretty cool to be together because all three of these guys are known for having their faces are known for having their faces painted. So I like that connection, that symmetry. I don't know if it's going to become like a whole thing until Shinsuke Nakamura gets back, but if if it is something to be like that, it should be fun. Well, how can I place this and make it entertaining? Anything with the Usos? Ooh, anything with the so? Usos? 
Um, it's going to be entertaining. Those guys go out there and they put in work, uh, and I have much respect for them, even though if you like them or don't like them. Um, the one thing that I look at with Sanity, eh, it's a nice little twist, and that's just something like the that's just something the WWE is trying to you know trying to fix, and that they lost on Shinsuke Nakamura through an injury, which um, was kind of weird. It's like a uh, hybrid. Yeah. They took two sto- uh, two separate stories and just stuck them together. And uh, the triple threat tag team match, interesting. And it was exciting. And it went to a draw again. And I just, every time the Usos are facing off against somebody, you know it's going to be a damn good match. It's always, the Usos are you know, maybe, in my opinion, a, a top 25 tag team of all time. I, I may have pissed off a couple of hundred fans. No, that's possible. I think, yeah. I think you can make an argument for it. I'm not sure if they're quite there yet, but they're pretty damn close. I would also say, well, in, in, in today, in WWE, they're in the in top a, in, three, if not number two behind the New Day. I would the, definitely put them there. In the last ten years, they're number one, in my mind. Hmm. But with New Day, number two. I'll have to think about that. Ten years. That's a lot of different tag teams that have come and gone. I don't know. From two thousand eight to two thousand eighteen? Yeah. Well you have what the Dully Boys? The Hardy Boys? Yeah, but I consider them more like ninety nine to like two thousand eight, like originals. Like once you hit that two thousand eight, I'm thinking of like the newer teams, the ones that were debuting. Not ones that have been there for like, you know, over, you know, eight years. Well, well, it's you can almost say it's like, what have you done for me lately? And the Usos and New Day have been, you know, in the public eye or the fans' eye for longer periods of time. So, mm-hmm. if I if I sat back and actually did the research over the last ten years, I guarantee the Usos are not going to be in the top ten. But that does make me want to uh, say suggest something to you for a future show. Um. Let's do countdowns like our top 10 Intercontinental Champions of all time or top 10 tag teams or certain decades or like the PG era or the Attitude era. Well, I think that should be quite entertaining. I would be down for that. I've actually been thinking about doing uh, some sort of top 10 list, whether it was like uh, my top 10 movies or or wrestlers or sports or whatever. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I think that's a good idea. So brace yourself, fans. We got some countdowns coming your way. But yeah, the Usos, in my opinion, because of their father and because of their heritage and because they just go out there and do their job, um, they're always entertaining. And Sandy's that new tag team coming out of NXT. So, you know, it's a good competition to love yourself up with the vets. Usually rookies don't do well against, you know, highly trained veterans, but we've seen in sports. A rookie could catch on fire and make some noise, and I think Sanity was put in that situation, and I think they performed very well. And uh, you know who I think performed very well? Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville. Man, sweet match, most excellent stuff. Uh, everything about this was good. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised at the rating by uh, Bleacher Report, and I was looking at it, and I think they gave it a C plus. <laughs> I think it was better than that. I think this is at least a B, if not B minus. I, I really did like this match a lot. Uh, they don't they don't rank women's matches right. They get some of the some of the worst men's matches Bs and some of the great women's matches Cs. I don't get it. 
Yeah, me neither. But it served it it, it served the storyline to keep moving on for uh, Becky Lynch. She's climbing up the ladder. She keeps moving on up, moving on up, and moving on hopefully up. at some point she's going to get an opportunity at the title. I think she's like at least three wins away. Uh. Do you think Becky's going to be the one that takes down Carmella? Uh, I think it's going to be Asuka first, and then Becky. First okay. comes the Asuka, tomorrow comes Becky. Becky is going to be the real Empress of tomorrow. Then the Queen will return? Mm-hmm. And then you'll have some kind of like fatal four-way for the women's title at SummerSlam or something like that. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Hopefully yeah. it's not a kickoff show. It would be sweet. But, you know, we're forecasting. There wasn't a whole lot more as far as promo work was with uh, Becky Lynch. So it was a good match. Helped move her story along. But that was oh, it. Yeah. Oh. What about uh, what about James Ellsworth versus Asuka next week on SmackDown? Ah, you took the wind right out of my cell. Exactly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> James Ellsworth comes out. Everybody's booing him. I'm actually kind of happy to see him back because uh, I think a little bit of Ellsworth goes a long way. Now, when you try to stretch it out for too long a period of time, that's when he gets old and tiresome. But I'm happy to see him back. Uh, I thought that the work that he did with Paige, the way that she was like fake flirting with him, saying, oh, what are you doing next Tuesday? Oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, I'll see you on Tuesday. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, it's not going to be a day. It's going to be more like a match. And, yeah, it's going to be more like you're going to be up against Asuka. I, I love that whole thing. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. A little sassy right there, too. Mm-hmm. That was one. Uh, Paige is killing it as GM. And she even goes out of her way to do it again at the end of the show with uh, Team Hell No. But before we move on to that... Uh, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about James Ellsworth's uh, execution at the hands of Oscar next week? Uh, I expect some interference. I expect him to run away. I expect him to do James Worth things. I don't expect him to actually lay a hand on Oscar. Uh. Um, I, it's not like how I expect you know Ronda Rousey to beat the crap out of Triple H. While Triple H doesn't you know, didn't really do anything to Ronda Rousey. Well, take that back. He actually did. Yeah, he was, did. <laughs> he, he, he did that at the pay-per-view. He did that at WrestleMania. But, mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm comparing the Cerebral Assassin, a 15-time world champion, to James Ellsworth. Uh, his his actions have ripple effects. Yeah. Um, it was intriguing. But Paige being sassy is what really, really... She is nailing that GM role down pretty well. I'm really impressed what she's doing. I'm not saying that she's the best. I'm really impressed. It's work in progress. Um, at this time, yeah. I like to see James Ellsworth submit to Asuka, but I don't see them actually getting the fisticuffs on next Thursday. There's going to be some like strange conspiracy X-Files stuff happening to stop it. Well, he's going to... I think he's going to come out like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then he's going to run like a little jackrabbit. Only to be so, caught. And or have Carmella do his dirty work. 
God, Asuka needs to stop getting kicked in the head so much. Uh, I My only quibble with this, I guess it's a fairly big one, is that I like what they're doing with Carmella. I like bringing back Ellsworth. All that stuff was, was just fine. But Asuka has been portrayed as a complete idiot. First, at the pay-per-view, the fake Asuka, uh, you know, James Ellsworth is in the suit, and she's just staring at it like... Oh, oh my God! Oh, for like what it feels like five minutes, and then she loses, and then she runs into him again, kicks him, and doesn't like turn to even look at Carmella and realize, oh, I'm about to get kicked in the face. Like I know that there's wrestling logic, and that you know characters sometimes will have their backs turned, and you'll be like, oh my God, look behind you, look behind you. But Asuka's a different kind of animal. Like, you need to portray her with real intelligence. And I'm not really getting that from her right now. So. You stated before at WrestleMania when he, she lost to uh, Charlotte that you were worried that they damaged her character. Mm-hmm. And the cracks yeah. are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. The cracks. You, build, you, you build her up being this grand superstar in the women's division to... Oh no, she is becoming just a basic women's wrestler. Yeah, no title as of yet. Still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, hopefully they can get some super glue and duct tape on those cracks, but they better hurry up because I think that this is overall going to damage her legacy. But uh, one legacy has been reignited. Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan took on Luke Harper in a pretty physical match. Everything who? about it. Who? 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 So, <laughs> um, I know who you're talking about. Uh, okay, that threw me right off. <laughs> Luke Harper Success. is about to be uh, tapping out to Daniel Bryan uh, when Eric Rowan comes in, attacks him, and the match ends in disqualification. And you'd think that it's good night, Eileen, for Daniel Bryan. The last guy you expect to come out is Kane. But yet, boom, Kane comes back out. It's like, where has he been? And why hasn't he done this sooner? It really put a lot of joy in my heart to see those two back together. It, you know, it warmed my heart. Uh, I think this will go down as one of the great moments in SmackDown history when they, when they update that uh, top. 100 SmackDown slash Raw moments on the WWE Network, this moment will be on there. I guarantee it. I love this ending. And I'm not even the biggest Daniel Bryan fan, but I like the idea of Team Hell No. And I remember the way that they ended. Kane turned on him, and that was a wrap. So about what is it? I believe it's five years later. Uh, they, they get back together. And it's great to see it. Hmm. I don't know how I can, you know, come behind you and state something so epic, so passionate, so WWE-ish. But <laughs> great moment in SmackDown? Yes, I agree with that. Revival of a character in Kane and Dan O'Brien? No, not really. They both will forever be in WWE lore for their characters by themselves. 
But the match itself with the Bludgeon Brothers and the tag team. Hey, we're just giving away tag team title matches. This holds something different. Um, This is, I think, the chance for Daniel Bryan to be like officially I'm back. Gets him a belt. I do. I will guarantee you this, that Team Hell No will be tag team champions. Extreme rules in three weeks. Or is it two weeks? Whatever it is. Um, Two weeks from Sunday. Two weeks from Sunday, so we'll get two more SmackDowns and get a little bit of a build. Um, but yeah, it was a good, good homecoming, warm feeling for Kane coming back to the WWE. Um, but you still look at the WWE SmackDown roster, the Bludgeon Brothers are still going to be a threat in the SmackDown. Their characters haven't faltered any. But to close out the show with this, I didn't expect this to happen, which is surprising. Usually you don't see these type of things on SmackDown. You see them more on Raw or on the pay-per-views. But you never see a big return like what we did. Surprisingly, yeah, you see them during you know, the, you know, the draft and possibly the SmackDown after WrestleMania. But you never get them like right now. So it was a shocker on that. And... Yeah, it's nice to see him back. Will it be one of the top moments in SmackDown history? Of course, it's SmackDown. Um, but the storyline, in my opinion, that, okay, you got the storyline. Kane's back. Don't make it just a two-week thing. Make this last. Um, make this something to have some intriguing, like, tactics match or... Uh, ambulance match or ring of fire or some crazy stuff at SummerSlam to make it intriguing. But as of right now, it was one of those good feelings by ha, ah, the attitude there is still left in the WWE and with Kane returning back that just grants that feeling for just maybe a couple weeks, but it's there. It's always good to see it. And that brings an end to SmackDown and to Raw. I think that's about all the news we can fit in today because we've definitely run a bit over an hour. But uh, you got any last thoughts before we clock out? Uh, not really. Uh, of course, uh, do want to recommend the WWE fans out there. Go if you don't have the don't have the WWE network, please do. Uh, there's a new uh, table for three that's out on one of the WWE originals uh, between Edge and Christian and Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. It's a very good show. Oh, nice. they, t- they talk about their past and about there are a couple of things they were talking about that they couldn't express on the show because it's only 30 minutes, but Edge and Christian and Matt Hardy both agreed that they're going to convince Vince McMahon to do a 12-hour live stream on WWE Network just about their careers. As if the, I don't know if they're joking or not, but that's something that I would love to see. That would be something that I would like to watch for 12 hours uh, because those guys, I guarantee, have hundreds of hundreds of stories of their matches and, you know, encounters in the business and the, the encounter, you know, legends in the sport. Um, be something to be intriguing. So catch WWE Network if you don't have it. They have a lot of great shows on their table for three. It's a good one. Uh, Ride Along is pretty funny if you like that type of stuff. They have documentaries. I don't think they've done anything yet on your show. 
was at the uh, not breaking ground. The one with JBL, the one that uh, I don't think they I think they ended that one. Oh but yeah, there's that a, one's been done. Uh, but there's a lot of great shows and there's a lot of good podcasts on there. And you get you know Stone Cold Podcast, which if you haven't heard any of these podcasts, must must go listen to him. He's that actually Dean Ambrose one was something else. Yeah, he's very entertaining and and it's pretty cool. Just you 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 see your characters, the fans, and you see the wrestlers that you fell in love with when you were a kid. And you see him doing these podcasts and talking to the legends. You're like, man, I don't see him as Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't see him as JB, uh, JBL or HBK or Triple H. You see them as regular people. And their character goes away for a second. You get the inside look and in what these guys really do day in and day out. And it's something that I have always appreciated from when I was like 10 years old till now. Um, yeah, I'm 32 years old and like wrestling. Okay, whoop de do. It's better than most of the crap that's on TV right now. But if you have WWE right. Network, if you have WWE Network, go watch Table of Three, uh, the Hardys and the Hardys uh, and Edge and Christian. It's a very good, about 35 minute show. The and Monday Night Wars. That's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a good show, and you'll learn about how these guys choreographed a lot of great moments in between TLCs, and it's a very good show. I won't ruin it for you. Um, but just go watch it. Uh, WWE has some good stuff on the network, and it's only like 9 bucks a month. It's not that expensive. So, yeah, that's what... I'm uh, sticking to promo there, WWE. Now, come on and help us out. But besides from that, I'm good. All right, guys. Make sure you follow us. You follow me at, at Wrestling Movie G. Follow my boy J Dash at XF Podcast at XF Podcast. Uh, we're going to be back on Monday. Going to be doing another live stream. Make sure you join us. If you take a screenshot of the show and you tweet it at our XF Podcast account, you will be in the running to get a free T-shirt. Free T-shirts, people. Free stuff. Come check us out on Mondays. Uh, make sure that you just time the stream when we get going on it, and we should be good. And it was a lot of fun last time. We had over 100 people come in and check it out. We appreciate everyone that did. We got a few new subscribers. We really appreciate that. And uh, we're going to be back this Monday. And until then, take it easy, guys. Hasta luego. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.